Good morning yet again, church. Uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Uh, what an honor and blessing it is to be with you this morning. Uh, I get to film for Jim, who's on vacation, so you're stuck with me. Uh, I don't know what it is, but whenever I get this thing, I just feel a whole lot of power. Uh, so I'm going to make you do what I want you to do. Uh, before we get there, uh, I believe that there are certain universal harmonies that no matter what, they will always go together. They were meant to go together. Uh, we're going to start right here, for example, macaroni. Uh, what is the universal harmony to macaroni? Cheese. cheese. I don't know where that came from. I'd like to. But macaroni and cheese, it, it's a universal harmony. Things go together for some reason perfectly. It's a staple of society is macaroni and cheese. Another one, peanut butter. What's the universal harmony that goes with peanut butter? A jelly. Now, this one's a little tougher because it could have been chocolate, but everyone knows it's jelly. It's a universal, constant harmony. We can build civilizations on peanut butter and jelly. Uh, next one might be the, the toughest one, a grilled cheese sandwich. What's a... Un- you already got it. Tomato soup. It's a universal harmony. I don't know where it came from. I, I don't think I was ever taught these two things are harmonies, but for some reason it goes together. Uh, and then there are so many other things we can talk about concerning harmony. Uh, even in, even in the, the song world, when we sing songs on Sunday morning, it's full of harmonies, of these awesome, beautiful-sounding moments. Uh, I'm actually going to share with you two of my absolute favorites this morning. But this is going to be an experiment. Again, I have the clicker, so that means I have the control here. Uh, we're going to sing the song for a second, uh, How Great Thou Art. Uh, but this morning I prepared two of my most favorite moments concerning chords when we sing. Uh, so we're going to sing this normally, and we're going to sing it as we're worshiping God together. But you're going to see in a couple moments, uh, there's a red box that circles some notes. When we get to that moment, I want you to just hold that note. Hold that chord. Does that make sense? Uh, but before we get there, again, sing with all we can. When we, especially when we get to that note, sing it as loud as you can. So let's sing. <clears throat> oh, Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder Consider all the worlds thy hands have made. I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe displayed. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art, how great Thou art. Then sings my soul, hold, 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 hold. I could live there. I could live there in that note. It's a beautiful, beautiful note. And it's kind of counterintuitive not to keep on singing because it's so good. But just for that one moment, it's this universal harmony. Uh, this is another one of my favorites. This is just a great song. Uh, so again, this one, we're going to start with the altos leading us off. And then everyone's going to join in on their parts after this first one. So we're not going to go through every part. Everyone joins in after this one. Does that make sense? Let's sing this one. Mm-hmm. Love one another, for love is of God. He who loves his own 
Everyone sing. God is love. God is love. God is love. God is love. Right here. I could live there too. Because it's so harmonious and beautiful and just perfect. I love those moments of harmony where we could construct civilizations on those harmonies. And it'd be easy to talk about harmonies today for the whole sermon, talk about how good things can be, the peanut butter and jelly, the macaroni and cheese, the box of Girl Scout cookies I bought yesterday for the first time. It's happening already. It's harmony. But it's a lot harder to talk about dissonance. Now, this morning's talk is on dissonance. If you don't know what dissonance is, it's kind of uh, what happens when notes don't go together. Dissonance is, is taking a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that is just perfect and putting a stripe of mustard right down the middle. That's dissonance. And Brianna had to explain to me, my wife is a doctor of vocal pedagogy and music. She had to explain to me why things don't sound good, why things do sound good. I can't relay that information to you because it was way over my head. But there are reasons why notes just sometimes don't go together. Uh, in fact, we're going to actually do another experiment, and this one I'm going to need the, the most help on. Uh, we're actually going to sing a chord really quick, and I even brought the first time I've ever used this thing, a pitch pipe. Uh, so one moment, uh, I'm going to play the basses. I know that I want you to hum for a second, just hum and keep it in your mind. Uh, so basses, you're going to sing this note uh, right... Oh boy. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Basses, this is you. Mm, hum that. Mm. Yeah, tenors, uh, you guys are going to hum this. Okay, good, we're building, we're building. Uh, sopranos, you guys are right here. Mm-hmm. Good, good. And then at altos, you are right here. Can I open up and sing that note as loud as you can? Go. Okay, that's, that's enough of that. Uh, I can maybe visit there, but I couldn't live there. I don't know about you guys. But that's an example of dissonance. When the notes just don't go together, and it sounds kind of terrible. It sounds a little rough. So not just talking about foods, not just talking about the staple of society, not even just talking about music. What happens when, when, the, when the notes of life don't go together? What happens when we're so uncomfortable with the clashing of sounds, the clashing of, of events and ideas and things that happen to your life? What happens when life gets so dissonant? There's no more harmony. There's no more being able to sit and relax and just listen to the good things that are happening. What happens when that happens to you? That's where the sermon takes off this morning about dissonance. There are so many questions to ask concerning what happens when things go wrong. In fact, a lot of the times we point our questions to God. Uh, one of my favorite books uh, in the Old Testament we're going to saying is Habakkuk. Because Habakkuk was living in a dissonant world, as are we. We're living in a dissonant world. Turn on the news for five minutes, listen to, to the past two and a half years of, of all the things happening and the division, even in the church. We've lost friendships, we've lost relationships. There's been dissonance going on. 
and it's been so uncomfortable and we can't sit comfortably. We're living in a dissonant world. Things go wrong all the time and will continue to go wrong. If we're going to be honest about that, we, we knew that from the start. Uh, Habakkuk is one of my favorite, favorite books in Scripture. Habakkuk's a prophet who's talking to God. This is his first question in Habakkuk chapter 1. How long, O Lord, must I call for help, but you don't listen? Or cry out to you, violence, but you don't save? Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrong? Destruction and violence are before me. There is strife and conflict abounds. Therefore the law is paralyzed and justice never prevails. The wicked him and the righteous, so that justice is perverted. Would you say that to God? He's saying, says, Lord, why is there so much dissonance in the world? Are you not God? There's so much happening. There's so much violence. And it's perverted. The justice is there's dissonance happening. Do you ask that to God? And God's response is even more serious. He says, you think this is bad? Write this down. When God says, write this down, you know you should prepare yourself. He says, write this down and, and make a message of it. Make a note. I'm going to rise up the Babylonians and they're going to sweep over the land like a plague. I'm going to add more dissonance. I'm going to show you what the world's going to look like when you ask me these questions. And Habakkuk says, are you not everlasting? How can you tolerate this? How can you look on evil? You can't even be around evil. How do you tolerate this? And he keeps on asking these questions that, that in honesty, a lot of people ask today, how can God let this happen? How can God, this, this powerful, perfect God, allow dissonance in the world? At the very end, God tells him Habakkuk what's going to happen to those people. God tells Habakkuk why there's dissonance. He talks about what's going to happen to the people who cause dissonance. He explains himself, and he doesn't have to do anything, but he does. And at the very end, Habakkuk simply says this. This is at the very end of his. I heard, and my heart pounded. My lips quivered at the sound. Decay crept into my bones. My legs trembled. Yet... After that, he said this one word, yet. I will wait patiently for the day of calamity to come on the nation invading us. Though the fig tree doesn't bud and these are, there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive carp fails and, and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful to God my Savior. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to go on to the heights. For the director of music on my stringed instruments. This is a song he's writing. Can you imagine the dissonance he would put in there? The notes that I'll go together. But he says, even though there's, there's nothing coming for us, even though the Babylonians are going to destroy everything, yet I will wait. Despite the dissonance, God gives me strength so that I can be like a deer and climb the heights. That's a big word, yet. So our first lesson this morning is we have to understand the yet in the dissonance. There's a thing called a resolve, where there are a lot of clashing notes. Then we resolve into something completely different and more harmonious, and that's what's waiting for us. If we just wait, if we can get through the distance a little bit, like Habakkuk did, said, even though this is going to happen, I will wait patiently for God, despite the dissonance. Another one is Joseph. I love the story of Joseph in the book of uh, Genesis. He, he's this man who, who, as a kid, had 12 brothers. He had this great life. His parents adored him. And he had this dream that his brothers would someday kind of worship him and put him on a pedestal. The brothers didn't like that. So much so that they actually planned to kill him. But they stepped back from that and decided instead to sell him into slavery. So already we have this, this dissonance in his life. He went from this, this one really good, awesome life to being sold into slavery. He goes to Egypt, 
as you may know the story, he impresses everyone because God is with him despite all the dissonance. Even from there, he gets put in prison again because he's framed and he loses his character. He has this dissonant life. But eventually he, he goes back to his really sustained life. He's, he's head of Egypt, a really big, important position, and his brothers show up because there's a famine. They think he's gone. They come to him and they say, hey, we need help. And, and Joseph plays along a lot. He says, they don't know he's his brother. But at the very end, he finally reveals himself as to who he is. And the brothers are scared because their father died and they're afraid that Joseph is going to hate them because of what they did to him, the dissonance they caused in his life. But this is what he says. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good, to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. He says, you took evil, what you wanted evil, God took that and made something good. The dissonance you put in my life, God made it work. God made it sound good. And even now, because of that, the lives of many are being saved. Can you hear the dissonance? Can you hear how God resolves it? He gives purpose to it. Even this man who went through slavery and abuse and all this kind of stuff, God made it sound good. Which takes me to the most dissonant man that I can think of. The most dissonant situation is the life of Jesus Christ. There's this perfect person. God made him who had no sin to become sin. That's dissonant to me. I don't understand how that can work. Because he didn't do anything wrong ever. But my sin's on him. It's, it's dissonant for me to, to think how that works. That there's no harmony in that. Where's the resolve? But that's how much God loves you. I said, you want dissonance? Look at my son. And I'll show you how things are going to work out for you. I'll show you the reason we have sacrifices like was talked about in the Lord's Supper this morning. Despite the dissonance, despite all the notes that we can't fathom and understand, even in our own lives, all the things going wrong, God can make it sound great. Take us to our scripture this morning in the book of Romans. I consider that our present suffering are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. The creation awaits an eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, and hope that the creation itself would be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. That's a few passages before our scripture, but, but think about that. The creation was subjected to groaning, to dissonance to the world not making sense, to the pain, to decay, it even says, but that it could be brought into something called glory, God's glorious splendor. We go then to our verse. We know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. Taking all the dissonance in the world, in your life, and changing it into something better. Making, making the notes make sense. And it's not going to say there are no bad notes. There's going to be plenty of dissonance, but in God's great musicianship, he can make it sound good. He's the only one that can. So the first challenge this morning is we have to lean into the dissonance. I was in a choir in college, and every time we made a mistake, in rehearsal, we'd have to raise our hand to acknowledge that we made the mistake. And like, that was a habit I kept going after college, because we did it so many times. Even like here, I'd like raise my hand every now and then to say, oh, I'm just worshiping God, that's what it is, yeah. <laughs> we have to lean into the dissonance, the wrong notes. 
we need to lean into them. Because if we just focus on them on their, on their own, we saw what happened this morning. We extended the wrong notes. It's terrible. There's no sense of it. There's no harmony there. So we have to lean into it to understand it's not just going to be this way. But God can take that if we lean into it and we can see what God has planned for us. We can see the glorious splendor he's trying to give you. We can see that, yeah, creation is going to groan and there's going to be dissonance, but God takes that and makes it something completely better. If we love God, if we're called to his purpose, he's going to change everything about the dissonance we go through and turn into something good. Another way to say this is we know that in all things, God takes things and makes them work together for good. There's another translation of that. He takes all the bad notes, even though, yeah, they're bad, and makes them sound so better, so much better. Number two, don't give God sour notes. Don't make more work for God. But if we can live our life consistently with harmony with one another and, and not give God the sour notes of division, not give God the sour notes of our mistakes and our sins, but continue to try and strive to be the best we can, it's going to sound so much better, so much easier. We can just sit here and listen to those notes just play out. So don't give God sour notes. Because it's only God that can make it sound good. I can't take the distance in my life and, and turn it into something good because that's not how my skill sets work. I can't do that. I can't see why we're going through the things that we're going through. I can't see that at the very end, but God can. He can take those notes, those dissonances, and make beautiful music. Only God can. Uh, the note that I actually had you sing when it was really dissonant at the beginning, I didn't make that up. It wasn't just random notes that I picked. It was actually from a song that we sing in this church. Uh, the song is, as well as my soul. When we get to that note right here, if we held that note, it's exactly what you would hear when we sang that dissonant chord. And if we held that forever, no one would sing this. But because it's so orchestrated, where you won't even bat an eye at how good it sounds, despite the dissonance, beside the, the bad chords, the bad notes that we call it sounds just as it's supposed to sound. So in the same way, let God take the distance in your life. The things going on right now that people may not know in this auditorium. Let God take those notes and inspire you to see how it's supposed to be. Let you see the good that's going to happen. And take all the bad notes that you have and turn into something beautiful. Lean into the dissonance and don't give God sour notes. Because we sing this all the time. And this first note is so dissonant, but we don't bat an eye because of how it's orchestrated, because of how it's composed. Uh, for the very first time in my preaching career here, I'm actually going to have you listen to a song really quick. Uh, the song is this song, It's Well With My Soul, uh, but it's sung by a barbershop quartet, which I love. I love barbershop quartet. The music is, is insane, the, the amount of dissonances they have and, and the contrast and the clashing, but it sounds so wonderful. So we're going to listen to this song, and I want you to just to listen don't join in and sing, but listen to all the notes that are so sour but just sound effortless. And imagine that's how we viewed God saying, take these notes of my life, the dissonance, the bad things, the injury, the pain, the heartache, all of it, and composed something different. So listen to the song for a moment. I'll get back up.
chock full of dissonance in there. But you couldn't tell me that sounds bad. Love it. So if that's your life where the dissonances are everywhere, God can take that and make it something awesome. Let God compose. All the sour notes, all the pain and the anguish and the things that we might ask God about, like, how can this happen? God can make beautiful music. Let God compose. So this morning, if there's any dissonance in your life especially, if there's dissonance about work or home, uh, prayer requests you need answered, things that you're confused about, things you're hurting with, let God compose. And let one another know. Our elders will, will be around the auditorium as they always are, ready to listen, to hug, to pray. Even if you have distance in your life that you want to give to God fully in baptism, that opportunity is here this morning. Let God compose all the dissonance in your life, all the sour notes to something so much better, the harmonies of life, so that you can live as a testament as to God's kindness and goodness and grace, despite all the things in the world that will continue to happen, all the sour notes that are waiting for us in the future, irrelevant. Because God can take dissonance and make something beautiful. Let God compose. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for this day. Uh, God, for composing our lives. Uh, God, I pray that despite uh, all the things that could happen, the sour notes, the dissonance, uh, God, we see your glory and your harmony in all of it. God, I pray that no matter what happens to us, uh, we never turn a finger to you in anger or doubt. Uh, but God, we just understand that you're working the way you need to work. And God, at the end of all things, you work all things together for good, even if we can't see it now. God, you can make the dissonances in our life effortlessly good. I just pray we focus on you and your entire kingdom. God, the life you sent here in Jesus Christ. Father, we can compose new music too. We can glorify you and reflect your glory. Uh, God, and look forward to the things that are going to be happening next, no matter what they are, if they're good or bad. Uh, God, it's beautiful music to you. Thank you, Father, for this church. Thank you for who you mean to us and, God, all the things that you promised us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand and sing.